right. Positive solutions. So I I really love that part of Clay's intro. Um, And I think I used to be one of these people that wanted to shout about everything that was wrong and complain, but I didn't have any solutions to offer. Um, So I love that he points that out. And uh, we, Tyler and I both are extremely passionate in our areas of focus and concentration for Mm -hmm. our career paths. Um, But we, I mean, it's just what kind of makes our worlds go round. And so our, our minds are always seeking solutions for the problems that we see. And I love that. Yeah. Every day. Well, then you got people out there that are uh, giving solutions that problems that don't even exist and putting a price tag on it and selling it to people that don't know any better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. Creating a whole rabbit hole of its own. Yeah. And well, I mean, it's like the number one thing in marketing and sales yeah. is uh, if it ain't selling, create some problem that it solves. Yeah. Find a problem that people have and solve it. And so, yeah, you definitely have a whole market out there mm-hmm. of people selling things that, um, that they've created the problem. Yeah. And in my world, they'll just find some dude that was uh, ex-Special Forces uh, or, or some type of team guy that is willing to, to sell that, saying, oh, well, I'm an ex-SF guy, and I, uh, I advocate for this crappy little thing that we're trying to sell. Yeah. And it works. It, I see it all the time. I see people getting, getting uh, screwed out of their hard-earned money for some – hunk of junk that doesn't make them any better of a defender or shooter yeah <laughs> just because someone that had a sf title at some point in their life signs off on it for some however much money right right yeah that's definitely market-wide it's it's definitely in the health and wellness space for sure um all right we want to give a shout out to casey ellis with ellis autoplex um he and clay do a great job out there actually ran into casey at the gym the other day uh super guy and he texted in and just said he was enjoying the show the content is refreshing glad to hear that really glad to hear that um and we appreciate your support and y'all make sure that you go and support casey and Clay out at Ellis Autoplex. Um, I don't know their whole shtick. I've listened to the show enough that I should, but I, I do know that both are quality guys, and you know that you know what you're getting when mm-hmm. you talk to both of them. So yeah, not the typical sure. car salesman <clears throat> feel. Um, just as Tyler is not the typical gun salesman guy, mm-hmm. and I'm not the typical pharmaceutical salesman woman. I'm pretty anti. I mean, obviously, there's a time and a place for for things but um, we just want to explore things at a deeper level and share so that more people can have a better understanding Um, and speaking of okay so Tyler this is something that you're pretty passionate about Tyler works very very well with novice shooters and women um, who especially women who may be new to owning a gun who may even be a little bit scared of it Mm -hmm. he is brilliant at anticipating that and not um, belittling but but uh, justifying yeah it is scary there's an explosion going off right in front of your face obviously you're going to have some um physiological responses that you can't control exactly yep. exactly and uh, so anytime that somebody mentions physiology it just lights my whole world up <laughs> um <laughs> i got the keys to their heart just in my just in my voice <laughs> yes yes 
So, um, because, because it's so interesting, we have all these autonomic, you know, nervous system responses mm-hmm. and, and, uh, the, their survival mechanisms. And so he allows that space for us, you know, to be okay with how our physiology is responding. And then, um, just having that safety and knowing that you're not being judged for feeling that way, right. it, it does something with the nervous system that allows you to stop and comprehend and start to become more comfortable. And I've always appreciated that. I think one of his key target markets are women who especially are new gun owners because he just mm-hmm. does such a fantastic job. So I say all of that to say, um, Tyler, something that you've seen a lot, and this was this, the case with me too, mm-hmm. the first time that I I came to you, I was carrying yep. a revolver, and mm-hmm. this is something that you see that a lot of women are gifted, uh, because I think maybe that the feeling is that it's easier to maneuver, and therefore it's going to be ideal for someone who's a novice or, you know, a lady in particular, mm-hmm. but w- tell me your experience with women that have come to you with revolvers, and, and just dive into that a little bit. It, it's easy. Every one of them hate it. Every, every one of them end up despising that eight to ten sometimes even more pound trigger pull that long double action trigger pull and the the excessive recoil of a short barreled short gripped revolver because it's you know small and and all this and they can only fit three fingers on it and it's just it's miserable it is unpleasant to shoot it it it, it's all right so the basis of men buying women a revolver is because they think they can't operate the slide Okay, so if for some reason we think that they don't have enough hand strength to manipulate a uh, 12 to 15 pound recoil spring back and forth, uh, what makes us think that they have enough strength in their right index or left index finger to pull a 10 pound two inch long double action trigger and then hold on on a revolver? Yeah, and then hold on to the thing with only three fingers. Well, and I mean, most women are snatching kids up left and right with these hands and fingers. They got some strength, right? <laughs> well, I'm glad you said that. You know, the other day I bought us a set of grip strength uh, uh, exercisers to squeeze things, right? Um, there are increments of 50 from 50 to 200. You can squeeze the 50, right? And the 100. You handed me that the other you night. Finally, you got that one finally to close? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then... You know, you you sit there and watched me do the two hundred, and almost close it. So, generally speaking, we're we're about the same health, all right. About the same. Uh, um, we don't have any disabilities. We don't have anything like that. So, I have double the amount of grip strength you do. Mm-hmm. Double. So, and then you, you got to realize all of that strength that 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 two hundred pounds of gripping strength is divided amongst a bunch of different muscles there's really no way of us testing how much is just in our trigger finger. So I say, let's say this, every woman I've ever seen come across with a revolver ends up hating it by the end of the day and shooting one of my Glocks or, uh, uh, MP plus or something that a shield plus like what you have or something that effect. And they can rack the slide just fine. Once I show them the proper way of doing it. Yeah. You taught me and it is very easy once I got comfortable with it. I would say, Women may even purchase revolvers because overall, maybe they just look less intimidating and they feel do. less intimidating. And gun initially. salesmen are good at that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, mountain or not, like, I, I think they just 
for for whatever reason feel less intimidating but mm-hmm. actually shooting it versus yeah uh a glock it, it actually is not super un, uh, unpleasant and so i mean i'm not i don't i don't want to put all men in this box like what you said earlier but i have heard on many occasions men say something to the effect of oh they just need a revolver because it's easier to deal with well, what you're saying is that you think your wife or your daughter or whoever is isn't competent enough to shoot a semi or operate a semi-automatic. That's what it sounds like to me. Uh, they don't. May, they may not say exactly that, but that that's exactly how it sounds and seems. Yeah. Well, and I think that it. Uh, w- what I don't like about that mindset is. Well, it's easier, meaning there's not going to be any time and effort put into training behind Mm -hmm. it. And so uh, then that boils down to um, what you say all the time is, are you an asset or a liability? And and I have owned a gun for years and years, revolver, (laughs) and never shot it. I had it. Mm -hmm. I didn't carry it with me, but I had it in my house. But um, just the fact that I was intimidated to pick it up would I even be able to use that in a scenario, you know, where I had to defend my life? Who knows? Yeah. But I had zero training, zero nervous system training, response time training, right. how it feels in my hand. I mean, there's just no telling. And so if we're going to take that approach, then we're really not setting anyone up well enough to be able to actually defend themselves. Exactly. Well, and it's glad you say that because it, it is intimidating to someone that is has never had a pistol. Um, they just don't, they don't know. And it is absolutely intimidating. All right. And I would love to help them with that. And it's even intimidating going out on the range and shooting in front of a bunch of other people and around other people. Well, guess what? I have an option and a solution for you as well. You know, like we said earlier, we're always looking for solutions for our, for our clientele. I have a six week program where 90% of the assignments where you get good with your gun is done in the comfort of your own home. And our three meetings are virtual. You don't have you don't have to leave the comfort of your own home to get better with your with your pistol and be a better defender and a transition from a liability to an asset. That's interesting. I'm sure people's wheels are turning right now. Like, how are they becoming a better shooter in their home? Mm-hmm. The good old the good old dry fire, but it has to be done in a very specific way with lots of focused effort. And again, people just don't know. Like, yeah, cool, draw the gun, aim it a spot on the wall, and pull the trigger. Yes. But it's so much more than that, and I have the exact guidelines for that. Like I, I'm, I'm going to. I have a questionnaire for you know, just like when you onboard a client, you have a questionnaire to see where they're at with their health. Well, I have one that see where I see people uh, see where they're at on their journey as a shooter. Are you brand spanking new, or are you someone that's a uh, master class USPSA shooter trying to get geared up for nationals? What is USPCA? Will you explain? USPSA. That? United States Practical Shooting Administration is the most high-speed pistol shooting sport uh, in the world next to IPSC. Uh, IPSC the international version of it. Okay, yeah. Um, I just like clarifications for yep. acronyms because... Yeah, you're, you're fine. They're the best pistol shooters on this planet because that's that's all they do. And they dry fire practice a lot. Will you, yep. will you break that down for us so that if you would have, before I met you, if I would have heard dry fire, I would have mm-hmm. thought we were talking about something in the forest and Yogi Bear. <laughs> no, so basically it's uh, drawing your gun um, and doing different manipulations and uh, training your vision speed, training your transitions, even your footwork. Uh, reloads, things of that nature with a safe gun. So, um, 
for those that sign on to my six-week program, I actually send you these little dry fire targets or little mini scaled down targets, as well as a thing called a barrel block, which you put in the barrel of your gun and it does not allow bullets to be uh, uh, any sort of ammunition to be put into the gun. So it renders your gun completely safe. That way you can point it in any direction safely and actually build up that those proper neural pathways that we need to be um, a more efficient shooter. That translates so well for me to, again, before I met you, I would have never thought about doing that. And I still hesitate just because right now, because I'm such a novice, I feel like gun range, Mm, range gun. That's the only place that I have felt safe and comfortable to really mess with it much. Mm -hmm. And so, but the dry fire, so I think about, CrossFit. So if there's anybody that does CrossFit out there or Olympic lifting, um, if you've got any experience with that, in order to become really efficient at those movements, a lot of times you're either using a PVC pipe or an empty bar and Mm -hmm. just practicing the repetitions to get your nervous system used to what that is supposed to feel like with proper form. Mm -hmm. One of the things I did not spend a lot of time doing, which is why I never got good at CrossFit, just hurt. (laughs) I stayed hurt more than I ever progressed. You know, Um, it's supposed to be called fitness, not brokenness. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So I I had to fix my fitness by dropping the sport because I didn't have enough time to dedicate, and it takes that time. Same with, you know, gun ownership, Mm -hmm. responsible gun ownership, responsible Olympic lifting takes, um, you have to dedicate time and space to do the proper mobility work to make sure your Mm -hmm. joints are primed and protected and supported. Um, And you do um, like gun mobility Mm -hmm. work just in practicing your footing and stuff. And then... um, taking that PVC pipe or that empty bar and practicing these movements over and over and over again. And it's, so it's the same thing. I'm just trying to draw a correlation here yeah. for people to understand. So in, in that world, if you don't do your dry practice, you end up hurting yourself, right? Mm-hmm. In With my a loaded bar. Right. In, in my world, if you don't practice and you're not familiar with your gun, What's the uh, what's the consequence of that? Yeah, you could hurt or kill uh, someone else and or yourself, or lose your life or a life of a loved one. Mm-hmm. What yep. remember that? Uh, you remember that video of that guy that came into the church uh, a couple years back in Texas and shot the guy, uh, the first security uh, guy at the door with a shotgun. No. Okay, so this guy comes into this um, church and pulls a short barrel shotgun out from under this long trench coat thing and shoots the first guy. That first guy missed his draw three times. He was right there. Had all the time in the world. Tried drawing his gun three times. Kept missing the draw. Couldn't even draw the gun properly. So that's a really good point, and we've got to take a break. But when you talk about dry fire, and I didn't realize this until I've seen your videos, and then now I see you do it often. But um, it's not just pulling the trigger, like seeing yeah. the dot on the wall and pulling the trigger. It's practicing pulling the gun yeah. from your holster you in get your it into waistband. The game. Exactly. Yeah, so that you're practicing this movement, so that if a situation arises like that, yep, you've We're got all, that. Yeah. All of your bandwidth is looking at that gun that's pointed at your face right now. And the only band, you're not going to have any sort of uh, bandwidth to draw the gun. F- figuring out how to draw a gun, 
that the time to figure that out ain't when you got a gun pointed at you. Yeah, oh, so true. Such <laughs> a valid, valid point. All right, um, we got to take a break. Y'all don't hesitate to shoot us a text with a question, a comment, an opinion, all of the above. 601-540-2476. And stay tuned. This is Allison Noe and Tyler Tharp on 103.9 WYAB filling in for Mr. Clay Edwards today. All right, welcome back. This is Allison, soon to be Tharp, sitting in <laughs> with Tyler Tharp. Um, I say that because we are working with the guy who produced Clay's intro music, and um, we're going to have my intro music put together soon for my show that airs on uh, Mondays at 9 a.m., the whole story health hour. I'm just filling in for the wonderful and controversial Mr. Clay <laughs> Edwards. He is out of studio today, and I gladly took the opportunity to get a little more airtime. And so, anyway, we were, uh, Tyler is a part of my intro. Um, he, and I'm so excited about that. It's just so fitting. And he was working on the intro, and he said, Well, I mean, in in a month, you're going to be Allison Tharp. So do I say Allison Noe or Allison Tharp? I was like, hmm. So we're <laughs> probably going to just go ahead and use the Allison Tharp. So that's coming because it's coming up so soon yep. in just a couple of episodes anyway. And so just getting y'all used to it, just priming y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, n- now I need to prime myself because I've been mm-hmm. Allison Noe for, uh, we won't count how many years. <laughs> Speaking of Clay, he has one of the coolest little intro slogans I, I, I've ever heard of any, any radio show, Breaking Rules When Necessary. Yeah. Man, that is so applicable to like everything in life. Yeah. With everything in life having some rule or sign or regulation, like literally every facet of your life has some sort of regulation. And it's just, man. That's so yeah. true. And and now I'm like, okay, but why is this rule mm-hmm. in place? Who set this rule mm-hmm. in place? What what are they? Are they, because yeah, we and why ass- do we trust that person to set these rules? Right, we yeah. assume that rules are put in place for our for the for our good for mm. the safety of us because we grew up with parents enforcing rules who genuinely do. Yeah, in they're invested in our well being. Yeah, yeah they, they it's for our own good even when we don't understand it. And but as a society, we have just been trained to fall in line mm-hmm. with all of these societal rules that when you start looking into um who created the education system to yep. be what it is today you know so maybe we should defund politicians so that they actually do this out of the kindness Preach of their hearts and not for money yeah i mean don't get me started there's a mm. lot of defunding we could do <laughs> so, not the police yeah right um, exactly they they need a lot 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 more funding. Um, well, so, that, we're actually going to talk about that here in a minute. What we left off? Were we in the middle of something when we left yeah, off? Yeah, we're going to answer the, oh, the that yeah. awesome question. Yeah. So hold on, let me yeah let me read that. So uh, while we were on break, we we got a text in from an anonymous texter, and he said um, that he's heard that more men buy revolvers for women because of the non-jamming factor. And that's a great point. Mm-hmm. That's, that is a, a something that yeah, you've I've heard, heard a that lot. a ton as well. And I totally my fault for not bringing that up. Um, here's a fun fact for you. When I was, uh, 18 years old shooting my, uh, grandpa's 22 revolver in the backyard, the cylinder came out of time and blew up into about five pieces in my face. I've never had a semi-automatic blow up in my face. So there's that. Um, the non-jamming factor. So 30 years ago when we had craptastic uh, metallurgies, craptastic ammo quality control, so on and so forth, that was definitely a thing 30 plus years ago. Um, here, so guess what? You know, we went to World War One 
World War II, Vietnam, the, let's see, Desert Storm. Every war since World War I, we have went to with a semi-automatic on the side. Since 19, when was World War One? Like 1912 uh, or something to that effect? Don't pull out those files in my brain because they are so long the, locked up. <laughs> well, the first semi-automatic to go to war was the 1911, uh, which was actually created in 1909 by John Moses Browning and adopted in 1911 by the U.S. military. So it's been in service since 1911. So we're at 112 years a semi-automatic has been trusted enough to not jam and be in service. Now, am I saying they don't jam? No, of course not. Uh, I'm, I'm saying that in 2023, with the better quality control, good quality guns, good quality ammo that we have now, that's just not a factor anymore. So it's uh, a lot less likely, actually, yes. than a revolver jamming in your yep. experience. So in my experience, uh, a lot of these Tauruses and Charter Arms revolvers that uh, people have been buying for um, years, and, and, yeah, and bringing to classes, a lot of times those cylinders aren't even properly timed. And if you don't know what that means, I'm not going to dive off into that. It just means the cylinder isn't correctly in line with the barrel. Um, and here's a here's a thing for you. What happens when you pull the trigger on a revolver and the firing pin uh, gets wedged into the primer because it backed out and completely locks up the cylinder? There is no, you can't just tap, rack, roll, and get a new round in it and go like you can with a semi-automatic. That gun's done. It is done until you take it to a gunsmith, unless you know how to work on them, and you have physically have to take it apart to get it fixed. So, um, to uh, the guy that texts that in or uh, whoever mm-hmm. that was that texts that in, I'm, we're so glad you brought that up because that pr- was an issue or a factor years ago, more so than mm-hmm. now. And I think it's good yep. to put people's mind at ease that actually, it's, yep. if we're talking about jamming, mm-hmm. that it's going to be safer to go ahead and, and go with a... And, you know, and everybody's response is, well, I've never had that problem. I understand your sample size of one and the 500 total rounds you've shot in your life. I, I, I get that, all right? But I have a sample size of hundreds and over a million total rounds fired between all my students and myself. So my evidence base is extremely broad. And we're talking everything from beginners to SWAT teams and everybody in between. So based on experience that this is your recommendation based on experience get quality ammo and get a quality pistol a sky a xds a uh Kel-Tec. those are not quality guns i wouldn't put, trust life to those they're cool to have as as a hobby thing but uh you know buy you a quality gun such as a mmp a glock um some of the nicer cz's things of that nature get you some good federal hsts or spirit gold dots put in that bad boy and put your mind at ease you ain't got to worry about it so that is something that I've heard you reference, um, and we've only got about a minute before we've got to take our next break. But um, you've talked about how important it is to have good quality gun and ammo for mm-hmm. your yeah. your protection piece, mm-hmm. yep. and that it really kind of, as I think my dad used to say, this grinds your gears. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, when somebody goes with the the not necessarily the cheaper route, but the less efficient route mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason or justification that they have because you're talking about defending your life and others' lives. It's, it, so, again, I am so passionate about this because this is human life. All right. And if you don't if you don't know and you don't know what you don't know and the gun counter salesman sold you on this nice little purple sky pistol or uh, an xds or a hellcat or you know something actually the hellcats haven't been too terribly bad they're just unpleasant to shoot but you know these lesser brands 
um, because it looks good and it has cool features and, and they sell it on you, you just don't know any better, totally fine. Um, I'm not, I'm definitely not downing anybody that bought what they had to buy and they just didn't know any better, but I'm here to educate and this, this is just what I've seen. I'm, I'm giving you my large evidence base. Yeah. Professional opinion based on experience. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. We've got to take another break. This is Allison and Tyler Tharp filling in for Clay Edwards on 103.9 WYAB. Y'all stay tuned as we continue this discussion and more. Welcome back. Clay is out of the studio today, so you've got me. I am Allison Noe, the host of the Whole Story Health Hour, which is coming up at 9 a.m., um, and Tyler Tharp, owner of Synergy Training Group, um, where he trains self-defense in many capacities. Of course, that includes uh, with a gun, pistol, uh, but also non-lethal options, too, which we have done some co-hosting I guess or we we've worked together um in speaking engagements so he'll be talking to the women while while I talk to the men and then we'll switch um because what we we have seen in our fields is when it comes to health men and women are very very different and when it comes to um self-defense especially if he's doing some hands-on work um Mm. it's easier to have a class just of women Mm -hmm. um and also you know when you're talking about self-defense I would imagine that the approach in the conversation looks different yeah for many and women. So we love to do that at a corporate level, uh, come in and um, combine, you know, self-preservation through health and self-defense. And so if that's something that you're interested in having us come and do uh, for a conference or, you know, maybe uh, for a work event, uh, please reach out 601-540-2476. We really enjoy that. And the audience always gets a lot out of that. We've mm-hmm. gotten some great feedback from that. So uh, it's fun that we get to do this here today because um, we are talking at Tyler's passion for the first two hours today. And, and I'll interject my health stuff in there just because I can't <laughs> ever not. It just comes up. It's what God puts in my brain. And so I have to get it out. <laughs> There's so much crossover between us. There really is. That's honestly what brought us together is we would just passionately talk about our career and our work and what we love and Mm -hmm. we were like wow there is a ton of crossover in the way that you approach it with the mindset stuff and we talked about mindset last time we were both on air together and uh but that's just the the beginning yep um okay so tyler we wanted to touch on this um let's talk about how constitutional carry applies to Mississippi mm-hmm. and how we have seen instances where maybe law enforcement doesn't quite understand yeah. this. I've even met, uh, I've even heard stories of judges and prosecutors not even knowing and trying to prosecute people for carrying a gun, uh, without a license. Not even hearing stories. You actually know, like yes. you were called. Uh, I know them. From- yeah, and I was called to be uh, to give expert advice on this. So uh, let me just tell you this story. Um, I'm not going to name specific names because I don't want to blast them like that. Uh, a couple of counties over, I uh, through the grapevine, I receive a Facebook message saying, "Hey, such and such told me to reach out to you on this. I need to get my uh, concealed carry permit so that the judge will give you my gun back." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" This doesn't make sense. I was like, Mississippi is a constitutional carry state. You don't have to have a permit. 
But if you want to, you can, uh, here's the link. Here's how you print out your application. Here's what you do to turn in MHP to get your cons- basic consecutive permit. Um, and he's like, I need you to call me. Gives me his number. So I call him. Long story short, um, of course, this guy's a frequent flower, frequent, Lord have mercy, frequent flyer. All my LE guys out there, you know what I'm talking about. And he got, uh, he was at a gas station pumping his uh, truck up uh, about 10 p.m. or so at night on a Sunday evening or uh, Saturday evening, I think it was. And law enforcement, uh, SO guy pulls over. They start exchanging words. He was going to give him a ticket for reckless driving or something of that nature and starts patting him down and notices that he has a, a, a small, uh, I believe it was a Ruger LC9 or LCP in his back pocket in a little pocket holster. What is that for the general non A small gun. Okay. A small, a small semi-automatic. And uh, he takes that gun from him and charges him with carrying a gun without a permit. So he goes and sees the judge the following Monday morning. Um, the judge says, go get your concealed care permit and I'll give you your gun back. No, dog, that's not how that works. Mississippi is a constitutional carry state. And for those that uh, need it, th- for our code, Mississippi Code 45-9-101, Section 24. Will you repeat that? Mississippi Code 45-9-101, Section 24. Thank you. It simply says a permit is not required to conceal carry a gun on your person or in your waistband. Uh, as long as you're not a prohibited person. So... Meaning, as long as you're at least 21 years old, not a fel- not a felon, or habitual user of drugs and alcohol, you're, it is your right to carry a concealed weapon on your body. Um, so, the prosecutor didn't know. Either they didn't know, or they do know and tried getting away with it. Because he was he's a frequent flyer, like I said. He's kind of a pain. But, um, still, pain or not, you cannot uh, go against someone's constitutional right as it's set by our, our, our code, our constitution. Let's that, that, that again, we're starting to, you know, let people take an inch and an inch and an inch. And it's, eventually they're going to take a whole mile and we ain't going to have any rights. Well, and it's kind of, uh, reminds me of just going uh, above being above the law in this, yeah. in this sense. And it brings me back to the whole Hunter Biden thing. Like there are certain people mm-hmm. that can get away with certain things either yep. because they don't know or because they have the power to, and nobody's questioning it. So right. even though this guy was what you call a frequent flyer, which for those who, um, aren't, you LA, know, you know. yeah, but he, he, he'd been in some trouble before, but it, but not a felon, not a felon. Yep. And, um, so he has no less rights in this mm-hmm. instance than anyone not, else. And he was not uh, under the influence of drugs, drugs or alcohol at the time of the uh, uh, search anyway. So what is fill us in on the rest of that story can, as it's much still, as you can. It's still trying to get unraveled. Uh, I may reach out to his lawyer. I, I told him to go, go get a lawyer and try to, try to fight this because, I, you know, having that on his record is just no good. And, and, and yes, okay, fine. That's a reasonable uh, thing to do, go get your uh, concealed care permit. Um, but it again, we're stepping on this dude's constitutional right, and I just I, my moral compass is too strong to let that stand. Right. So I, I don't I don't want this to happen, and I want these prosecutors and this judge to know that that's not cool, and you can't do that. We're not gonna we're not gonna let you do that. Yeah. So I don't I don't know how that's going. Uh, I guess I'll give the lawyer. The lawyer gave me a call, and he's like, "Hey, man, as I'm reading it, you don't have to have a uh, a, a a permit." He said, what do you, what do you say? Um, I said, that's exactly how it is. I mean, I, I teach this stuff every day and have for seven years. 
that um, it, it changed back in 2018 is when constitutional carry was defined in our Mississippi Constitution. Um, but before that, uh, you had you know we've always had open carry, but they clarified that uh, a good bit. I think in 2011 or 12 or something to, to that effect. Um, but since 2018, we have been a constitutional carry state, and so I guess they're going to try to get that thrown out and get his gun back. So and. It, this just kind of goes back to, like, you know, you, you could have told this guy, well, just take it. You've been in, yeah. tr- you've been in, tr- like, you know, don't oh, make a big deal yeah. out of this. Mm-hmm. But it's these little infringements that yes. keep adding up. Yep. Um, it's why so many people, you know, in the realm of health are standing up now more than ever since COVID about, what, like, really taking a look at things like vaccines and what's in our food and, you know, all that sort of thing. Because it's these. Exactly. It's, uh, I say this a lot because it applies to health, but it very much applies to our rights, no matter what it is. And it's the dose that makes the poison. Right. And so right now it's this guy who you may think, well, I don't give a flip about him. You know, he's been in trouble before. He doesn't need blah, blah, blah. But then next is you. Exactly. I'm looking up um, who said it the best. Uh, okay, here we go. Ben Franklin. Uh, let's see. Let me. I, I really want to quote this a hundred percent correctly. Um, those Ben Franklin said this. Those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Mm, that's good. He is my favorite historian because. You want to get some good quotes that are just logical and real. Mm-hmm. Look up Google Ben Franklin quotes. Yep. And I think somehow my grandmother told me that we're related somehow, like way down the line. <laughs> Show off. I think. I think. <laughs> I may be totally making that up in my uh, foggy mind of lack of sleep. Um, but it, uh, grandmother will know, and she'll probably call me on the commercial break and fill me in because she knows our entire <laughs> lineage. It's so impressive with this ninety-two. And year she old remembers woman. somebody's name. Oh, th- that's just the beginning. Yes, I don't understand how. Me I, either. I've never been good with names. She, she has such an amazing long-term memory that, and, and such a heart of gold. And she's intentional too. When when Tyler and I first got engaged, she was asking me all of his family members and what their names were. And she was writing them down to actually, I think, study. So mm-hmm. she makes an effort in in the big things and the small things. And I love that. We're going to talk about her in the next hour because um, she has given me some quality uh, topics to cover. And so we'll dive in more um, there. Um, okay, Tyler, just to kind of wrap up the conversations that we've mm-hmm. been having. Yeah. Um, anything just in particular that you want to close out with that you just feel, you know, super passionate about? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not a salesman. Uh, I don't sell. I don't sell a product. I don't sell a tangible thing. I sell advice and education. Mm. Um, I, and I would love to help out you and your company. If you want to hop in on that six week program, go to synergy, uh, shooting.com and hit that contact form and just, uh, let me know, Hey, you want the, you want to sign up or more information for the personalized training program that I have. It's called synergy remote, by the way. Uh, it's basically where I, I, I meet you where you're at, uh, and, and build a six week program for you to do. Um, if you're a, if you're a business and you want to host us, 
uh, for a, a two two or more hour uh, uh, section speaking event. speaking event engagement mm-hmm. of any sort or continuing education. Um, guess what? That is more than likely a tax write off. That's a business expense. So if you're having a hard time justifying that, uh, maybe even uh, maybe even your insurance would be uh, happy to know that you're doing some sort of emergency action planning uh, uh, with a qualified professional. And when we look at, you know, stats of employees that aren't calling into work all the time and happier in their jobs to know that. Well, first of all, we know that their health has to be a priority. And their security. Yes. Well, I was getting there. Their health (laughs) has to be a priority in order to for them to for you to get your money's worth out of your employee. Yep. That needs to be a priority. But also to know that if if I had a boss and to know that my boss cared about my ability to defend my life and my family's life enough to host something like this, that's huge. And that's going to, that's going to put a different spin on my, my work ethic because I feel truly cared for. Mm -hmm. And there are so many professions where, you know, you have employees going out and, you know, I think of the real estate market all the time. You've got appraisers, you've got um, real estate agents and they're going out um, working for you going out and uh, to houses alone. And, you know, there are just a lot of opportunities. I know I actually have a ton of clients who are nurses who are travel nurses, not travel. Like they go to a local, location and stay for months, but they travel every single day to yep. different locations. Um, they're in people's homes. You just never know what situation you're going to be mm-hmm. in. And so uh, security is huge for them. And health is actually really huge. I would say my biggest client base, um, they're in the health field. Mm-hmm. And it's so much fun to collaborate with these people who have studied it at, on a little bit of a different level in conventional medicine and then open it up to, you know, what's really going on physiologically and biologically, not just what the academic textbook said. So, all right, we've got to take a break and then we'll come back and land the plane for hour two. And then we will open up hour three with whole story health. Y'all stay tuned. All right, we've got to close out hour two. I've had so much fun filling in for Clay. Um, Ladies, I um, will be uh, talking about health next for men and women, but just wanted to remind the ladies out there that I'm a uh, women's hormone and metabolic health coach, and I have a summer program going on for those women who are just struggling with hormone dysfunction and can't seem to lose weight. Their energy is just in the tank garbage, and they just want to get back to feeling normal. Um, I hear a lot of people say, I just feel like I'm stuck in a body that's not mine, and I want to get mine back. So that's what I'm here to help you do. I really love that. Reach out to me if that's something that you may be interested in talking to me about. If I'm not the right person, I will make sure that I connect you with the right person. All right, we've got to take a long break. And at the top of the hour, we're going to answer a question about uh, women carrying guns, and then we're going to dive deep into health. So y'all stay tuned. We'll be back.